Hi, everybody. It's After Chef Junior, the Australia edition from 2010. <laughs> my name is Max. The lady's always by my side. Stacy! Jenny! Guys, I'm on level 12 about this. I am. Actually, shocks me. I thought it was terrible and boring. What? I you just don't need to yell. I had the best time watching this. I went to the liquor store. I bought a bottle of an Australian Shiraz. Ooh. Australian Shiraz. And I had the best time. Did you not love it? No. I thought it was quite dull. And I don't know if that's just because we've like had the joy of seeing the show, you know, over its evolution of 10 years to its maximum peak. And having this throwback to 2010 is not, uh, they're still working up the kinks. I find it very slow and that I didn't learn much about the kids. I was really disappointed. <laughs> I am horrified just now. Horrified? Yeah. I literally was buzzing. I felt like reconnected with the whole thing again. It felt like raw and real and like the judges seemed more invested and I mean I I assume once we get through a few of these like qualifying rounds that the format is going to change that's true it's it's not a good example of what it's going to be also I want to apologize to the listeners because I got everything about this series wrong I had pitched that Australia had a MasterChef Junior from 2019. Not true. I do not know where I got that information. I also pitched that it would be easy to find with your VPN. Also, not possible, apparently. Can we talk about you guys not being able to find this? Because literally all I did was put into Google, watch MasterChef Junior Australia, and it popped up. Well, I was looking at, I I had this big plan. I was going to watch it through an Australian national television site, and didn't think of any alternatives. Listen, uh, we're all feeling the crunch of, of COVID um, on our brains. We're not flexing our, our muscles as much, our intelligence as much day to day. And maybe maybe we made some stupid assumptions. <laughs> Max, you're working so hard, though. You must be flexing your brain every day. I, I would say I'm being squeezed dry. What? From the comfort of yeah. your own home? From the comfort of my own home. Can Stacey and I help you with any work problems? <laughs> oh, wow. Can I just get raw? I feel like I'm not going to be able to concentrate until I get this off my chest. Yeah. So feel free to cut this out later if you want. By the way, listener, Jenny is now in charge of editing. And also, oh, Stacey sounds like I'm picking her up on Max's mic, but I'm just going to let it go. It's just a, an edit note to myself for later. Uh, continue, Max. I wonder... Hold on a second. Let's see if... I'll cut this out and edit. I thought I did a really good job of editing the last one. It was tight. Oh, that's better. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. So it's funny that you say, like, the emotional Max Mitchell experience. So I had a situation today where a student, for the first time ever, went... Was like, I don't want to work with Max anymore. (gasps) I want him out of my life. And I told this to a coworker, and they're like, you're the person I would... If I could pick anybody, you're the person I would want to have. And I'm like, Aww. yeah, I kind of feel that way. Too. I feel that way about like, you I'm in the person my life. Who will, like, I'll take a bullet for you. Yeah. You know? Would you? And then... Um, He'll watch MasterChef Australia Junior from 10 years ago for you. Yeah. Which is the bullet of television. <laughs> Basically. So I'm feeling like, I don't know, bad at my job. 
today. As if you're bad at your job, Max. You're like the most reassuring person that I know. Yeah, I let people down every day, like in so (laughs) many ways. Like I'm shocked that like this has been your first one and being there for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Toughen up. Now you'll finally grow some thick skin. I guess, I guess. Max the Callus Mitchell. In, yeah. in disappointing would be nice people. It would be a hell of a lot easier, let me tell you. Mm. Anyway, Max, you're like that person in job interviews when they're like, oh, what's your weakness? Oh, I care too much. And everyone's always like, too ah, much. it's true. You, <laughs> you care too much. I've had numerous uh, people take me aside and be like, have you ever thought you care too much? <laughs> Stacey, have you ever had anyone tell you you care too much? No. No? I don't think so. I feel like I I have a pretty reasonable emotional attachment to... Not that you're being unreasonable, Max. That's Um, not what I was saying. uh, Maybe I am. I don't know. No, you can take Um, things hard. What do I care about? Hmm, gonna have a thing. (laughs) Come back to me. The exact right amount. Come back what about up. what do you say, Jenny, in a job interview when they ask you what your weakness is? Um, manage pe- managing people is my weakness. Mm-hmm. I know that about myself. Like I'm not. I think you're somebody who cares too much. Too not too much, but a lot. Yeah, you guys don't care too much. You just care. It's because Max and I are natural leaders. Like you're passionate. I'm a good leader, but if someone came up like mm, I'm having problems at home, so I can't do my job, I'd be like. Mm. I don't care. Just get it done. Your big do it. picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I own fifty-one percent of things like that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I keep quoting that because I heard it on Drag Race. You may have noticed in my. I Instagram. was trying to look up where that was from, and I have no idea. I don't know where it was from. She owns fifty-one percent of this company. Of this company. But where does that come from? I mean, Drag Race is just like so self-referential that it's very possible that it like happened one moment on episode three of season Mm. one that we all missed, but that Mm. tickled RuPaul so much that that it's just worked its way into his his Mm. life. We couldn't we couldn't do it after Drag Junior because we're not like it's not for us to sit here and talk about kids and be like kids. But, like, we're not kids, but it doesn't matter. But if we weren't drag queens or in the queer community and we were commenting on it, I think it would not go down well. Like, we were all kids once. <laughs> we have that frame of reference. We have earned the right to judge these children because we've been through it all, honey. Max, what did you think sweeping statement of this season? Because I'm, I'm just thinking maybe this is COVID Stace talking. Yeah. I was super disengaged. <clears throat> Sorry. I like I like the set. I like how it felt like Fight Club. It did feel like it was taking place in <laughs> like a warehouse on the back lot of like Sony Sydney or, or whatever. <laughs> Here's a problem also, listeners. I believe we started watching episode 2. I think so. It was well. labels as episode 1, but it like, they opened up, had no explanation of anything, and just were like, there were 5,500 applicants. We put eight through already. Let's do three more heats. Or. Which signaled to me. <laughs> or. There's no way they did one heat per in an episode. Because in those episodes we watched, they did, like, two heats per episode. Maybe they're just not spoon-feeding dumb America, Stacy. <laughs> maybe they're not. Maybe they're just like, yeah, we held auditions. We've put eight people through, and now you're getting to see some of the heats. Get on with it. Because at the beginning of every like episode, figure it out. there wasn't a recap yeah. or anything. That's what I think, too. I think it's just like, eh, we filmed the first two ones. They were boring. 
So we're not going to show you. We're just going to skip ahead. You guys, um, your old pal Stace here did some research. <laughs> and I'm right. There was an episode before this. Oh, really? Yes. There was? That's not COVID Stace. That's journalist Stace, who has nothing better to do right now than to dig into the history of a nine-year-old show. Well, I'd love you to tell but me about the judges. Let's get into it. You know, I'm... Yeah. I, tell me Sorry, what's that? T- I'd love you to tell me about the judges, because because we did just jump in, I was like, mm-hmm. who? <laughs> who? Well, if you were an Australian, you might have more familiarity with these people. They're all um, culinary stars in their own right. So we've got... Uh, how, how would you classify the judges, maybe, to start? Like, what what are the... What do you think about them already? What are you assuming? I've got about a them? mega crush on one of them. <laughs> I think there's um... the cravat wearing <laughs> gentleman. <laughs> there's um, there's hockey dad. Who's that? There's, Gary. Uh... I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I can't remember their name. Yeah. There's hockey dad. Gary's such a hockey dad name too. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, there's the ba- there's the uh, the bad boy. Is that George Calambropoulos? <laughs> Is that hot in here? There's the. There's the the shark, Mr. Mr. Cravat. Yeah, Mr. Cravat. And then there's the woman. Yeah, the big four, the four archetypes that are in literature throughout history: hockey dad, the shark, the bad boy, the hockey dad, the woman. Which four are you? Take our quiz. It's just like Sex in the City. It's such a shark thing to say. Such a shark. You're such a hockey dad. <laughs> I'm kind of part woman, part bad boy. <laughs> anyway, so let's let's meet our judges, who, um, much like much like the American version of MasterChef Junior, are there to um, critique as much as they are to mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say they were all maybe too kind, kind to the point of blandness. Oh. We'll get into it. I took more notes. I'm mean now. I took, That's my COVID idea. <laughs> I took more notes for this than I have ever taken for MasterChef Junior US. Ever. <laughs> well, it's a whole new ballgame. So, um, Gary... <coughs> oh, great writing. Gary Mahegan, I think is his name. Uh, hockey Dad Gary. Um, he <laughs> is English. English-Australian. Um, he's also a judge of MasterChef. He was on the Who's Who list australia in 2012 so this show airing in 2010 obviously has catapulted him to some sort of fame but he had what a lot the, of what is the who's who list? <laughs> i think it's just like i didn't get that far in my research um okay. but i assume it's sort of like a i don't know ones to watch i it's also a, a top i didn't of, realize top that this was 2010 until zoe little zoe zoe said uh, no it's not 2010 no, it is 2010. She talked about being born in 2001 and how it yes. was something. And that's the only time I realized the date. And then I was like, oh my God, Zoe's 19 now. Like, we could feasibly mm-hmm. try and track down these kids and have them as adults watching I it. I was thinking us. that too. When we looked at all the kids at the end, when they called all the 50 or whatever up, I was like, at least one of these kids is in jail, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> the odds that one of their lives has gotten off track is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Gary, like, owns and, and works at a bunch of different restaurants. He kind of has his culinary acclaim. So he's, I don't know. I don't know if I really saw a lot of uh, a Gordon-like personality there, if he is supposed to be the, the Gordon equivalent. you got to get Gordon out of your mind, girlfriend. I can't. The guy in the cravat, he's the Gordon. I guess so. Okay. So it's Gary. Then we've got Anna Gare, who 
as you may have guessed, is the woman. She's gorgeous. She uh, has a musical background. So she has been a chef and appeared in a bunch of TV shows and stuff as a chef, written cookbooks, but her her rise to fame in Australia actually started uh, when she started a band um, called... Oh, actually, it's with her sisters. What do you think it was called? She started it as a kid, and then they kept touring for like 10 years. Wait, what was her name? Anna... Anna Gar. The Gar sisters? I was going to say the Garsters. No, the Jam Tarts. I'm looking for the Jam Tarts. Uh, should we try to find some of that music right now? Absolutely. Okay, she, one sec. It shouldn't be hard to find. She's been inducted into the Western Australia Music Hall of Fame. Is that on par with the Who's Who list? Or <laughs> I'd say better. <laughs> Um, so I think she she has quite a quite a rep, guys. She's a she's a triple threat. Stacey, as we're talking, I know we're only two judges in, just to cover some time while Max is googling. Are you not thinking this is everything we wanted it to be? We're starting from scratch. We're talking about like things we don't know. We're talking about judges that we had no idea who they are. Like, I'm I'm in love. I do I'm like in love. That. I just thought the kids were all really dull, and I couldn't tell any of them apart. But are you like, racist? I did write a lot of white kids. <laughs> we had one Maori kid. I also was realizing that's true. Um, I was realizing the importance of the ridiculous outfits that we have criticized Master Chef America for in the past, being like, "Ugh, why do they always have to dress her in a bow? Or why does she always have to have braids? Or why is Reed always wearing a trucker hat?" But it turns out I need that. <laughs> I <laughs> to, crave it to recognize them. Yeah, there were two girls in the last heat who were wearing the exact same thing. <laughs> they were both wearing like a purple top and a headband. I was like, who? Oh, Cassidy. <laughs> who art directed this? Yeah. yeah. You know, you're so indoctrinated, wanted... Stacey. Like, get over right. it. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like, right from the get-go when they didn't have the fire and they had the like splash of flour and the whisk on the MasterChef <laughs> logo, I was just like, I'm all in. Take me. I'm yours. Yeah. I'm all in for a gentle MasterChef experience. To start with. <clears throat> Max, do you have something? Okay. okay, here we go. It's called this song's called So What. Kind of like a, um, like a doo-wop throwback I like, love that it. came out in the 80s. You know, like in the 80s, there was a big, like, sort of, like, 50s revival movement. Mm-hmm. Um, Name another song that's a 50s revival movement, Max. Sing it. Sure, like the, uh, let's do the the Chubby Checker, let's do the Twist remix came out then. Oh, so did, see, like, I wasn't uh, alive then, so I didn't know. La Bamba, La Bamba was reissued. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Back to the Future. Is that, that when Dirty Dancing back... was out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Noah. Awesome. So there you go. Okay. You go. So yeah, now are we on to George? Yeah, George Columbaris. Oof. Oh, um, to be that or, shell then... lying against his collarbone. <laughs> 
Jenny, I have some bad news. No! Um, no! When you... <laughs> no! When you called him a bad boy, you weren't wrong. <laughs> oh, no. In 2014, one of his restaurants, he, he owns a whole bunch of restaurants. He's sort of like the Joe Bastianich, it sounds like, of Australia. Um, one of his restaurants was closed because 90 patrons were vomiting and had diarrhea from norovirus. So that got shut down for a little bit. Okay, that might not have been his fault. It's true. But then in 2017, he was charged with assault. Oh, against who? And in 2019, his company... Um, was fined for underpaying back wages to his employees. $7.83 million worth of back wages that he hadn't paid. In Australian In dollars. In Australian dollars. Wow. So he, you're right, the norovirus probably was not his fault. As we know, <laughs> viruses can strike anyone and yeah. everywhere. Viruses are hot um, right now. He was on the virus trend before <laughs> it went international. So, you know. You know, that doesn't make me hate him. Like, what has society taught us today besides not taking responsibility for anything that you do? Like, he probably didn't manage the hygiene in his restaurants. Mm-hmm. Who did he assault, sure. allegedly? Um, like a, like a violent assault, not a sexual assault. But what if you... So you, got better, into, you got into a fight. What yeah, if he was standing up for someone? Like, I've seen Great that point. happen. Yeah. What if he's standing right. up for his employees? He's like, hey, business manager, get over here. I'm going to fight. Yeah, they haven't been paid in months. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. All right. Um, your assignment for next episode, Jenny, is a defense of, of George's many crimes. I would love you to present it as if you're his defense lawyer. I'd like an opening statement. If you have some witnesses you want to okay. call. Okay. I'm going to um, call it Curiously George. <laughs> That's fun. That was my Law and and Order Special Victims Unit noise. (laughs) (laughs) Obvious. You'll edit it in. You'll fix it in post. Yeah. And then our final judge who wanders onto the set, you know, 10 minutes after everything has started, (laughs) comes in with a real air of confidence and says, you thought I wasn't coming, and then brings a bunch of forklifts filled with uh, fish into the room with him. That's Matt Preston. Do you know, did you know who he was, Jenny? I had seen him around and then I looked him up on Instagram to, um, to like follow them from our account and his Instagram handle was something like Cravat Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Max, did you recognize him? Nope. He came in with a real air of celebrity as if we should have known who he was. And if you lived in Australia or, um, uh, England, you might have. Because he's an English-Australian food critic, journalist, a syndicated columnist. Um, he <laughs> released his first cookbook in 2009. What do you think it was called? Something with cravat? Jenny? Cra- cravats, cravings. Craving cravats. Very close, guys. I was looking for cravatolicious. <laughs> cravatolicious. <laughs> What year? What year? 2009. Uh, the so world needed it. The, um, yeah, the world needed 11th it. anniversary of Cravatalicious <laughs> with this podcast. <laughs> and in 2011, his great honor is that he won a Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Award for Awesome Oldie. Awesome Oldie. <laughs> so there you go. Now we have a little backstory on our, our new friends. I love it so much. 
I love it yeah. so much. I did wonder, I did think we had skipped an episode because obviously Matt came out and he, he clearly isn't supposed to be a typical judge. So I don't know if he's going to be in um, other episodes. But then later on, Matt said, Gary, Anna and I are so thankful to have had you here. And he didn't say George. And I was like, um, <laughs> power play maybe? I don't know. You can't give the bad boy, um, you got to keep him on the outside. You know, like he's if he's going to have that outsider underdog, like hunger and, and, and status, like you can't include. Did him. you create George on Instagram for modern day George? No, it's worth a little peek. Next time you're reorganizing your kitchen cupboards, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Taking a tour. Um, OK. Anyways, so what happens? Walk us through. Walk us through the app, Max, as you usually do. Did you take good notes? If you weren't, if you weren't uh, engaged, did you take any notes? No, I didn't. Oh my god. Sorry. Are you joking? You usually don't no, take notes. No, I'm not joking. Oh. Uh, I have so many notes. So mine started okay. with love that the parents are there. It makes it feel way more normal. Very true. Very true. It was, uh, yeah, actually, that's true. I like that. I liked it too. They, they fe- could seem weak. No, they felt like they felt like more kids. Like they're kids, and they were interacting with their parents. And it wasn't like my mom lives in New York, and I've been won a Tony Award. It was like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. like wouldn't that be a good season of MasterChef Junior? Like celebrity children. I want to slap you in the face right now. Why have you become such a product of this machine? I don't know. They treated us to MasterChef Junior Live, and now I feel You're not ready for the truth. MasterChef Junior's pocket. (laughs) You're not ready for the truth. You just want, like, candy cane sweet chefing. The colors weren't bright enough. The sound effects weren't loud enough. (laughs) There wasn't enough They weren't accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Nobody got gooped at all. (laughs) Also, could you not have, like, did you not fall in love with the accent? Straight off the top, we had, wow, this is going to be a cracker. And I thought, yes, it is. Yeah, how yeah. You, how you going? Yeah, how a, lot you of, going? a lot of how you going. How you going? How you going? Ooh, who does the best one? How you going? That's pretty good, Max. How you going? How you going? Jenny? How you going? <laughs> how you going? How, how you how going? How you good? <laughs> Samantha, how you going? No, that sounds bad. Georgia, how are you going? Just, Georgia. That was good. Everything was so much more interesting. I was like, what's a bar Monday? And then this girl yep. was like, I'm just going to put some crumbs on it and do a sauce. And I was like, put some crumbs? What are you talking? What is putting some crumbs on it? I have like four question marks. Crumbs in a sauce? <laughs> <laughs> but also, then Alex G lights up our screens. And I'm thinking... That sounds like a posh accent to me. And then I thought, Jenny, you have a history with this. Like, you can't just hear... You're not even familiar with this accent. Like, how could you hear this and think, like, that this kid is posh? But then he says what he's cooking, which is le goût de la mer. And I was like, Alex, (laughs) gee, you privileged son of a bitch. He's probably at Yale right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's mine. Today I made for you crumbs in a sauce. (laughs) Today I made for you. Gouda la mer. <laughs> that was pretty good. How you going? Make us some gouda. <laughs> but also the kids were just so much more like elaborate. If you actually listen to what they were saying, that girl with the squid, when she burned it, she said, my whole world comes crashing down. And I was like, 
you feel this this isn't about a hundred thousand dollars or like getting a cookbook or whatever these are just little kids that love to cook they just want to cook a squid i've been cooking a lot more the last few weeks um how about you jenny Uh, i mean we're still on the fresh prep train so i feel like where i was critical of the children before um (laughs) now you know i've 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 seared. I've made bread. I've your bread was delicious. I've... It's so the good. The focaccia was delicious. Mm-hmm. So if you recall, maybe a year ago when I was, you know, bragging about how I thought it would be no problem to get on MasterChef Canada, I think that even more so now. And the idea that it'll have to be like months and months and months before I ever get my chance to audition maybe made me jealous of the kids. Mm. Maybe that's where this anger is coming from. Mm. Mm. I'm just upset Max didn't engage because, for example, the, when they said, Preston's hungry, I wrote down, <laughs> I wrote down, I hope Max sound clipped that. <laughs> we can do it. I'll go get some sound clips after this. There were a lot of potential sound clips. Oh, look, there was one that I around. swear to God was like, Oh, this has been boiled. In... Did you notice that they don't pr- they pronounce cumin cumin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cumin. And I swear. <laughs> I swear to god. Max is at one point joke. some kid says something like it's been boiled in cum in. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's been boiled and come in. They did. Is this okay for a family show? No, probably not. I mean, the kids probably are 19 now ish. Young chefs right. between 18 and 22 <laughs> from across Australia. I love it. Guys, I feel too vulnerable to even talk to you about my notes now because I feel no, like I this is a hear. one-way relationship. No, here's something I, I liked and was impressed by. Alex G appeared to be ambidextrous. He was stirring yes, yeah. two, two spoons going at the same time. I was impressed by that, the, I will say. The judges said he was so eloquent in his cooking. <laughs> Yeah, it all looked good. Like you, Delamere. Okay, and so they, I was interested as to what you guys thought about how they split it up because, like, the young ones were allowed to cook a dish that they had, they were familiar with. I liked it. Yeah? It was, yeah. it was nice that they kind of mixed up what the challenge was. I think it would have gotten a little yeah. monotonous if mm. it was just like, you're all choosing a sewer crab from this forklift that Preston <laughs> drove in. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, again. Yeah. Um, I, are you guys shocked that that girl with like the uh, uh, wearing the Swedish berry on her head didn't uh, make it through? Zoe. Georgia. Or Georgia. Georgia. No, Georgia was the one that went up and kicked him on the shins. Yeah, she had star power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I'm a pretty good liar. <laughs> Told them. I wasn't nervous at all. But guys, that, going, Georgia? that's why this is so pure. Like, they didn't pick Georgia just because she was good TV. Whereas maybe in another world, on another continent, she would have made it through. But don't you want it to be good TV? <laughs> Look, good TV made like, it we through. We don't really want... Let's talk about well, Anthony the- and his poop shoots. Wait, wait. Like this, is, this is the classic debate about mm. MasterChef is, is it sports or is it television? You know? Mm. And it feels like uh, Junior MasterChef Australia circa 2010 <laughs> is leaning towards sports. sports. You know, people are saying I'm they're not, really I'm missing sports upset. just now. 
Lovitz, right? Yeah. Did love? I think we can all agree that Zoe um, she was the star. She didn't make it. She didn't make it exactly. But she'd come back next year. I do. You think we'd be able to track down Zoe? I believe I you no- can track <laughs> yes. down Zoe. But we like, couldn't even track down this episode. <laughs> how could you track down Zoe? Because it's not like her Instagram bio is going to be like Zoe MasterChef Junior Season One, <laughs> <laughs> ten years ago. Like there aren't that many people in Australia. Really? Yeah. Go get a copy of the phone book. The Australian phone book. But we don't know her second. I don't think Zoe, age nine, would be in there. Hmm. Zoe, did she have a last initial? Was it like Zoe M or something? No. The only people that had that were the Sophies and Nick L, who I loved. I loved Nick L. The best part about cooking is eating it afterwards. I was like, you're so freaking pure nick what are you googling right now zoe master chef australia 20 is it 2009 just put season one just put season one oh yeah you're right oh my god there's no way she's gonna have like her twitter as this yeah, that wasn't when she peaked. That was season no. eight. Also, do you know what I loved as well? How many of them were so pure Australians, just like growing up on farms and cooking rabbits. Can we talk so about poop shoots? Have you ever heard that before? Yes, please. And did you see the comment on our Instagram today? Somebody saying, no. oh my God, loved that season. Loved Anthony with the spiky hair. Okay. Wow. All right. We're behind the behind the times. Yeah, I loved Anthony um, with the spiky hair. Yeah, he was he was a star, and he could pull out a poop shoot, and he he did something. You know, it was him on a plate. He threw some shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah, yeah, and bread breadcrumbs, garlic, and chili or something. I've also written down. Oh my god, Nick L. I can't when they're judging Nick L. And he's like, "Thanks, Gary." <laughs> Guys, I I just want to let you know. <clears throat> I've discovered an article here. I'm not going to click on it. We'll wait until the final episode of whatever this is. Around we'll September. We'll it together. <laughs> there is some article on some Australian website that's ret- looking, connecting with six contestants from the first series of Junior MasterChef Australia that was put out in 2019, ah! about the 2010 season. My God, we should so interview that journalist. People. Who wrote that, Max? It was for abc.net.au. We should interview that journalist. I love it. Go for it. Because you know, even if Zoe's not on that list, they know that they've got the contacts. Yeah. They can track her down. And also, they might want to write a podcast about an an article about us covering this. They might. (laughs) They probably, this is their beat, and it's been very quiet. So, where are we at? Oh, this is where I. realized i was into george i don't know if we're in episode one or episode two or part two but i wrote i'm kind of into george like he's really passionate and it feels real he's in there he's got his little shell necklace on oh god what's his, what's his last name george candelopoulos i want to say popolo george calambaris calambaris his instagram bio is chef Dreamweaver. weaver does that sound like someone who assaulted someone to you stacy Culinary <laughs> curator. Oh, and he's got his manager's email address. <gasps> we should, Jenny, reach out. 
Let's see if we can interview him. So how do I want to what reach out, like, doing? professional or a little DM slide? I mean, let's start with the DM slide and take it from there. What a guy. I feel like it's weird to go from professional, to start with professional <laughs> and then go to DM slide. You got to, like, work your way, work your way up. Sorry, I'm really sniffy. I'm just sniffing all over the place. I hope you're not allergic to Australian Charles. It's actually really nice. I text my Masters of Wine friend and I said, hey, I need to buy an Australian bottle of wine. What should I buy? And she told me. And I'm really happy about it. Okay, so do you guys remember Jack? The kind of tween? Uh, Tasmanian Jack? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) He made the salmon and cumin. No, Tasmanian Jack made the lamb. Because I remember his... It was lamb with cumin. Yeah, yeah, it was. And his and I just wrote, he's so eloquent. He was talking about, like, sweat dripping down his back and his knees seizing. Was I watching the same episode as you? I'm so disappointed <laughs> in both of you. C minus. Sorry. C minus. Ugh. You know, guys, at minimum, at minimum, I expect you to be engaged. I took notes. I Did I take a break to draw a little sketch of Max? Yeah, I did. Is it really cute? Absolutes. I did a sketch of Abbott or Zoe with her hat too. She had a funny, funny little cute face. Like, can we? So yeah, can we give? engaged. Can we give this at least another episode before you call it quiz? Also, how sick were the prizes that the losers got? That was awesome. I love the fact that they gave. You know. There's a lot of uh, talk about not giving participation medals and participation prizes and stuff like that. But these are kids who actually did accomplish something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I don't know how I feel about getting a participation medal, but this was not a participation medal. This is a top 50 plaque. Yeah, it was a recognition. Yeah, I think it was good. It's good for building, uh, you know, I hope that. uh, How would you prep your kid? What would you say to them if they're going into this and you know, okay, there's like 100 of us. 20 are going in, so you got a 1 in 5 chance. Chances are you're not making it through. What would you tell your kid to help prepare them? I would say, win or lose, you're feeding a man with a cravat <laughs> in a warehouse today. And that's something I've never done. Yeah. Guys, also, Australia Thanks. is huge, and internal flights are so expensive. Like, for those people to have made it there from the farm, like, would have cost so much money. So maybe they'll sell their knife set or something to, like, offset the plane tickets. You don't think they flew them out? Looking at the production quality, do you think they flew them out, Fox? Well, they gave them all, like, uh, what do you call it, uh, knife sets and pots and pans. and It was a really good prize. It was. Like, I would like that prize. You know, I don't even know what I'd say to a kid because what would I say to a kid if they were sitting a piano exam or playing their first sports match or, like, trying out for a dance team? Like, it's not all going to go your way. And that Mm -hmm. sucks. And it sucks. Sometimes Mm. you can be really talented and it just doesn't go your way. Hmm. And that's, that's an important good. life lesson. You just harbor that it. Is more- you just harbor it inside you for years <laughs> and then get drunk on a podcast bitching about kids and that's your outlet. Like, that's what I would say. You'll find your, <laughs> your groove. You'll that's find right. your thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the purest expression of your ambition and I'm honored. Max, do you have a cough? Did you catch Stacey's cough? No, no, no. I just have been... Have a little post nasal drip. 
that's uh, been struggling with for a month or so now. Uh, um, we're at 45 minutes, and man, this has been compelling just like stuff. Times. Just like old times. I guess it has been compelling. I really need you to come around to this. I'm not going to enjoy watching it as much as I have if you guys... You know, I should have picked up on it because I was texting you so much and you weren't texting me back. Just about how much I was enjoying it. It's, oh, the... Um, it's so true. I didn't... Was you t- just me? No, it was in the group and chat. I, t- I was like, I'm loving this. I'm falling back in love with love again. I'm glowing. Mm. Well, maybe because we hadn't seen it yet, so we didn't have an opinion. Yeah. I, maybe you maybe built we it up too much. I just don't maybe know. you set it up for failure. I don't know if I want to be part of a one-way relationship. <gasps> We're just getting started here. We're just getting to know these kids. I had a really hard time connecting with any of the kids. I was just like, okay, this is the Australian one. And then, oh, okay, this one's also the Australian one. They're just all, they're all just, Guys, we they, say, they don't have any defining quality. We say that about the first episode of MasterChef Junior every bloody year, that there's too many mm-hmm. kids and you don't get to know them. Every year. I, I was, guess that's true. I was thinking it would be... I wrote down an idea for reality shows in general because I have this problem actually with every with American MasterChef too. You're totally right. Um, I've been watching a lot of Drag Race recently, um, and I'm never interested until we get to like the bottom eight. And I was like, what if there was a show where they only do like three eliminations, but they do like mass eliminations three times. Interesting. The show. So it's like you get to know the kids over. The first batch of kids, the, you know, 16 or 20 or whatever, over four or five weeks. And then it's, we're doing a cull. We're getting rid of the bottom layer. And it's about, like, cumulative performance over those oh, over those weeks versus one specific challenge. Mm. And then you do, like, okay, you've made it to the second round. We're going to do another four or five weeks. And then we're going to cut another batch. And then you're, like, rooting for them. Then there's, like surprise and stakes and drama instead of like oh the episode started and we're Ooh. getting to know these kids and not sure. getting to know these kids so obviously yeah. tony from queensland isn't gonna be i like it. worth caring about you could you could group them into little stables and then you could have them like have a running point total in stables <gasps> and then at some point you hit a mark in the calendar and you're like all right bottom stable is gone and then uh and then you eliminate a whole stable they're all they're all gone, and then you now you have two stables, right? Do and I not understand another... the use of the word stable here? Are we talking about like horse? No, like a uh, gang. It's like a like a house team at like in Harry Potter, like Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you 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 eliminate Gryffindor, and now you've got oh now it's down to Hufflepuff and um, one of the other Harry Potter things. What's you another what Harry Potter thing? You know what they are. I don't. Oh my god. Max, you're you don't such know what I a am. Ravenclaw. Max is a Ravenclaw. He's a Hufflepuff. No. He's married to Hufflepuffs. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. It's just true. It's a fact. I don't think Anyways. Max is Hufflepuff. <clears throat> Anyways. Count's Hufflepuff. So Count's you have three groups, three gangs. You eliminate one, then you eliminate the second one, and then you go into single elimination from the members of the final group yeah mm-hmm. i like that i'm into it right isn't it nice that all these years later um we're, we're still, still innovating out we're still coming up with great ideas for reality tv <laughs> and yet 
No one Do you know, has called us. So many broadcasters are asking me just now, which is when you were just on that really long run about horses or something, what we can <laughs> what we can film. And I was thinking in my head, okay, what cooking show could you film just now that wouldn't kill anyone? And I was thinking, well, if you put 16 people and camera crew in proper quarantine for two weeks like individual quarantine and they're all okay and then you send them to this big lovely cabin in the woods and each of the people has to cook host one dinner party per night in order to be crowned the ultimate dinner party champion and you could use your stable motif in that i love there you it go. well that was easy can we is this a good time to pitch our podcast as a television program? Well, we just have none of the rights to anything. They'd be like, okay, what IP do you have? And we'd be like, mm. <laughs> You have the right to comment on things. You're allowed to, like, we have the right to talk about stuff. You could. Like, otherwise, how could anyone review any album or film or whatever negatively? You could probably buy, allowed to you could buy the rights to MasterChef Junior Australia Season 1 for pretty cheap, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think it would be to buy the rights to MasterChef Australia season one? I don't know. And, and more importantly, like, what is the Canadian Australian dollar exchange rate right now? I don't, honestly, I don't even think it would be 10 grand to buy this film. This... I mean, I'm not spending money on anything else. <laughs> did I get laid off? Yeah, I did. But the money I'm saving on sourdough starter. Take... Yeah. <laughs> Money I'm saving on sourdough starter. The money I'm saving not taking the bus. The money I'm saving not going to the gym. The money I'm saving not going to restaurants. I you're have making money. Saved up enough to buy MasterChef Junior Australia mm. rights to produce season three right here in this apartment. Mm. Me versus Matt. <laughs> I'm gonna set my goal. Wait, what was your goal, Stacey? My goal was Stacey getting an interview with George Campopoulos or whatever. What was your mm. goal for next week? Oh, you had a second goal, and that was to. <laughs> Come up with the oh defense, yeah yeah I can do the both. legal defense for George. Those, yeah. those can go hand in hand. I'm sure he'd love to talk about his pending assault charge. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna feel My really goal bad. Will be bad. to watch episode. Um, two or three or whatever it is with an open mind and open heart, and come to the table next week. Stoked. Yes, that I'm is gonna... all, that, uh, that is also my goal. We're gonna yeah. have to we have to schedule this recording session to take place later at night though because i can't i can't do this during the week during the during a work day i can do nighttime oh. i can do nighttime yeah. and also you should drink while you watch it just makes the whole master chef experience so much better i was oh, we were <laughs> you were and you still didn't enjoy it. you still didn't feel hot under the collar for george opalopoulos here's I'm... maybe a problem is that we watched we were so excited about terrace house oh my god the japanese reality show where that's what we should be doing a podcast on i don't know what oh. what we're what, why are we doing that i'll terrace house that. any time of the week with you anytime mm-hmm. anytime i'll jenny house <gasps> after what can we call it after jenny house is a great first suggestion <laughs> uh, also house. i've literally never watched an episode of it so i'd be coming <gasps> with fresh eyes that's exciting surely a terrace house like... podcast must exist oh no doubt but has the universe's best unauthorized Terrace House podcast mm-hmm. been released? Who mm. ma- who makes Terrace House? Maybe we we could go about it the proper way, which is like you sync up with the TV show so that you're legit. Netflix Japan. Those bastards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always one step ahead. Of There's me. a Terrace House Tokyo podcast. There's Terrace House Mafia. 
That's good. That's a good name for a podcast. Uh-oh. Yeah. Terrace House Talks. How about... Terrace Neighbors. Okay, what if... <laughs> Tourist House. What if we're... Te- <laughs> we could be Terrace House Teens. Terrace House Tweens. <laughs> There's Tadaima, a Terrace House Podcast. No script at all, a Terrace House Podcast. Yeah, I think we should stay in our MasterChef lane. Sure. But I think maybe we we were really excited for the show. Tara says we watched an episode and then we we're like, oh, we got to take a break and squeeze in after Chef Junior. So maybe maybe we weren't we were looking at it as a chore and not um, a passion like we should have. Yeah, for our fans, for our friends, you know, for, um, the world is the twenty. 20- the world is changing just now, guys, and the last thing I need is the rug pulled out from under me of YouTube's ability to sit down and talk about MasterChef Junior for an hour. I mean, we did, so all is <laughs> I don't want to carry this through another, yeah, another season. Um. <laughs> I have pages of notes. Oh, we didn't pick, hmm, maybe this is something to intrigue us. Do we do our fantasy draft again? Is there something on the line again? I think we need to wait until there's a final 12. Right. Okay. At final 12, we'll we'll get down. We'll, we'll get serious. About Let's this. also, you know what would be fun for me is if, remember that time in season one where we randomly called my brother in the middle of the night? Yeah. Should we call him now? Let's do that next week. Oh, wait, now. call him and say what? Call him and say what? I don't know. Yeah, we can call your just, brother. Just to annoy him. It'll be fun. Wink. He has kids now. He didn't have kids when we phoned him the first time, so that could add an interesting parent. Should we try and get mm-hmm. him to like do some cooking stuff with the kids? Like, start them young? Guys, we're in a position for the first time ever to groom a child to be on this. Why have we not been thinking about this? These two kids are not are not ready for, for that. Don't say that, Max. Oh, Jenny's, Jenny's <laughs> nephew is. My nephew? Oh, there My nephew's yeah. two and a half or something. He's three in July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so should I draw up a contract for the parents? We could do both nephews saying if yeah, you yeah. win $100,000, we get X percentage. And then we'll send them like <laughs> weekly cooking challenges and just see how it goes. Or, ooh, I love it. And then whoever's nephew is a better cook. Mm-hmm. This feels Ultimately, right. This feels right. There's an ice cream cake on the line. Mm-hmm. This feels right. An ice cream cake on the line. 18 years from now. Yeah. Also, guys, okay, we're, I have we're a at cr- 56 minutes. Yeah, but Max, so I'm, I'm editing it. So, wait, I have one last thing. I have one last thing. As you both know, I have a crazy Australian friend called Sean Grace. I was wondering if every week I should do a little like Australian corner where he could like describe a word to us we're confused about or something. I love it. The more segments, the better. <laughs> I I love that. If you want, maybe he has an opinion about it. Maybe he watched it the first time around. Yeah. yeah maybe he was sure. on it, and I didn't know. And maybe. Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> now you can round it up, Max. Okay. Well, hey, super fans. Thanks a lot for sticking with us for this 56 minutes of meandering nonsense. Really appreciate it. Um, and how can people find us on social media? After Chef Junior on Twitter, on Insta, afterchefjr at gmail.com. If you want to drop us a little line, we love the mail. That's that's my afterchefjr.com. I'm going to do some. Where you can find all the episodes. I'm going to do some serious Australian reach out this week. It's a whole continent we've never approached as a fan base. So, how exciting. It feels, it feels right. 
If anyone listening happens to be a child who was on MasterChef Junior Australia um, in 2010, would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. But not any of the other years. We don't care <laughs> from any of the other years. 2011, get bit. And you can watch along on Daily Motion by just typing in mm-hmm. MasterChef Junior Australia Season 1, Episode 2. There you go. That's that's more for me and Max. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.